0: Bible Treasures Topic 16 Helping Others Welcome to the Sound Doctrine Telecast. Praise God for all the corrective teaching we received through this series of talks. The subject during the last two weeks has been Helping Others. So far we have done two lessons. Lesson number one. Do not consider charity optional. This is the first lesson we learned under the topic, How Not to Help. Last week we studied lesson number two. Do not think you own anything. Today we will move on to lesson number three. Referring to the lesson we studied last week, The knowledge that we own nothing, but we simply are users of whatever God has given us, that is fundamental to Christian stewardship. That is basic to realize our responsibility and obligation to help people. Now that leads us to lesson number three. How not to help. Do not be stingy. Do not be stingy. Whenever God refers to charity in his holy word, he always speaks about generosity. Turn with us for an example the book of Deuteronomy, 15th chapter. Read verses 7 and 8 to you. If there is among you a poor man of your brother's, Within any of the gates in your land which the Lord is giving you, you shall not harden your heart, nor shut your hand from your poor brother. And then it says in verse 8, But you shall open your hand wide, and you shall open it willingly, and give him sufficient for his need, whatever he need. Now so here God says, open up your hand widely and willingly. And then in verse 11, what does God say? The poor will never cease from the land. Therefore, I command you. Look at that word. I command you saying, you shall open your hand, white your brother, to your poor and the needy in your land. How specific God is in this passage. And he is even more specific when you come to the 24th chapter. The 19th words. When you reap your harvest in your field and forget a sheep in the field, you shall not go back to get it. It shall be for the stranger, the fatherless and the widow, that the Lord your God may bless you in you all the work of your hands. When you come to the 20th word, he speaks about olive. When you beat your olive trees, you shall not go over the bowls again. It shall be for the stranger, the fatherless, and the widows. One more example. When you gather the grapes of your vineyard, you shall not glean it afterwards. It shall be for the stranger, the fatherless, and the widows. Now, why does God say that? Verse 22, he gives the reason. You shall remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt. Therefore, I command you to do this thing. So when you leave something in the field, don't go again to pick it up. Leave it for the poor and the stranger and the widow and the fatherless. In other words, all the profit from your business is not for you. It has to go to the poor people also. And God gives an example of our forefathers in this regard. Turn with us book of Jeremiah, 22nd chapter. Read verses 15 to 17. Follow this passage carefully. Shall you reign because you enclose yourself in Sedar? Did not your father eat and drink and do justice and righteousness? Oh, it was well with him. How does God say that? He judged the cause of the poor and needy, then it was well. Was not this knowing me, says the Lord. Then God compares it with the present generation. 17th verse. Yet your eyes and your heart were nothing but your covetousness and shedding innocent blood and practicing oppression and violence. In other words, God says, your forefathers were generous, but this generation, you, you are very greedy. Is it not so with us, beloved? Our forefathers yearned so little. But they gave so much. But we earn so much. But we give so little. Well, our stinginess is viewed seriously by God. He actually calls it the sin of Sodom. Turn with us to the book of Ezekiel, 16th chapter. The 49th words. Look, this was the iniquity of your sister Sodom. She and her daughter had pride, fullness of food, and abundance of idleness. Neither did she strengthen the hand of the poor and the needy. In other words, in the sight of God's stinginess is the sin of Sodom. On the other hand, God pronounces blessing on generosity. Turn with us to Book of Proverbs, 11th chapter. Read from verse 24 to 26 how beautifully God illustrates this truth. There is one who satters yet increases more and there is one who withholds more than what is right but it leads to poverty. The generous soul will be made rich and he who waters will also be watered himself. The people will curse him who withholds grain, but blessing will be on the head of him who sells it. Hmm. Can words be clearer than this, beloved? But do you know what is the problem with most of the spiritual Christians? They have no problem in giving to God's work. But they are not that generous when it comes to the question of charity. But the Bible invariably associates tithing and charity. We we'll look at some sample passages. Turn with us to book of Deuteronomy, 14th chapter. Read to verses 28 and 29. At the end of every third year, you shall bring out the tithe of your produce of that year and store it up within your gates. What should you do with that? And the Levite, because he has no portion or inheritance with you, and the stranger, and the fatherless, and the widow who are within your gates may come and eat and be satisfied. You know, we have no problem in talking about Levites. They are attending to the ministry of God. But the Bible does not stop with Levites. The Bible says, Levites, strangers, fatherless, and the widows. You know, those who talk about tithing, the most famous passage they refer to is Book of Malachi, 3rd chapter, 10th verse. But shall we read that passage, afresh in the presence of God? Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. For whom is the food? Food is for the foodless. word, we have twisted so many passages for our own convenience. But when you come to the New Testament, do you know in all the New Testament epistles there is no direct teaching on tithing? But on the other hand, there are two chapters which exclusively dwell on the subject of Christian giving. You know, what are those chapters? They are 2 Corinthians 8th and the 9th chapters. People normally take this passage when they talk about giving. But do you know something? The context of these two chapters is not about giving to God's work. But these two chapters speak about charity and only charity. For example, look at the ninth chapter, first verse. Now concerning the ministering to the saints, it is superfluous for me to write to you. When you come to the twelfth verse, The administration of this service not only supplies the needs of the saints. So you find that the entire context of these two chapters is charity to the people of God who are in desperate need. And another popular verse that is quoted and printed everywhere in the seventh verse of the ninth chapter, the last line of that verse, God loves a cheerful giver. What is cheerful giving? To whom should you give cheerfully? The ninth verse. As it is written, he has dispersed abroad and he has given to the poor. His righteousness remains forever. Well, our God is so strict about this particular doctrine and teaching. Now the 2nd Corinthians 9th chapter, 9th words why we read about giving to the poor, that is actually a quotation from a book of Psalms 112th chapter and 9th words. Now read these two chapters, 2nd Corinthians 8 and 9, read these two chapters at leisure and then you will understand how these two chapters mainly speak about charity. Then you will understand God's heart for the poor people. Beloved, we want to serve a warning here. If we don't catch this truth, we will hang our heads in shame in eternity over the missed opportunities. Now that's what we read in book of Matthew 25th chapter. Look at the 42nd verse. Jesus tells the people who were sent to his left side, I was hungry and you gave me no food. I was thirsty and you gave me no drink. In other words, you have failed in charity and you are missing heaven. Beloved, we want to make a statement. Giving to God is not giving to the poor. But giving to the poor is giving to God. Don't get angry with me too because making this statement. Study your Bible, then you will come to this conclusion. The rich young ruler had no problem in living a moral life. He said he had obeyed the commandments even from his childhood. But he got stuck when it came to the question of distributing his wealth to the poor. Now that's what we read, that sad story in Luke's Gospel, 18th chapter. When you move to the 19th chapter, We meet a man by name Zacchaeus. That man willingly and voluntarily, he said, Half of what I have, I will give to the poor. And we want to add some more truths here. Christ has not only commanded us to give alms to the poor, He also has commanded us to prepare feasts for the poor. Turn to the passage in book of Luke 14th chapter. Verses 12 to 14, these are the very words of our Lord and Savior. When you give a dinner or a supper, don't ask your friends, your brothers, your relatives, nor your rich neighbors, lest they also invite you back and you are repaid. But when you give a feast, invite the poor, the maimed, the lame, and the blind. You will be blessed because they cannot repay you. For you shall be repaid at the resurrection of the just. When we invite some rich people and affluent people, how much money we spend on the dinner. But here the teaching of Christ is to spend so much money for the poor people. And we want to add one more truth here. Nobody is too poor to be generous. We turn with us to 2 Corinthians 8 we read from verses 1 to 4. Here we read about the Christians and believers in Macedonia. And what do we hear about their testimony? The second verse. The great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy, and their deep poverty abounded in the riches of their liberality. Deep poverty. But abounding liberality. How did it happen? Come to the 12th words. If there is first a willing mind, it is accepted according to what one has and not according to what one does not have. Maybe you are already a poor man. As a poor man, what can I give? Don't ask like that. You also be generous. There should be a willing mind in you. God honors that willing mind. Don't keep on saying something like this. If I had lots of money, I would give so much to the poor. But you know what the truth is? When we had no money, we had a heart to give. But now that we have money, the heart is not there. But there is a testimony from the book Tortured for Christ by Richard Umbrand. He was imprisoned for his faith. And every day, only once, they will be given a ration of soup. And every tenth day, Richard Umbrand will give that soup to another fellow prisoner, a brother who is weaker than him. And in prison, they will give bread only once a week and every tenth week he will give that ration of bread to a weaker brother. What a challenging testimony. Beloved, if we keep on raising the standard of our living, we can never ever raise the standard of life of other people. Our luxuries will deprive others of their necessities. Therefore, beloved, here comes a definite word. How not to help. Do not be stingy. God bless you.